0: Hi, I'm Joe Lynch, director of such cinematic classics as Wrong Turn 2, Knights of Bad Everly, and of course the new film, Mayhem. And when I'm not masturbating to Sasquatch porn, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Ooh, it feels so good.
1: in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that knows everybody plays the fool, no exception to the rule. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're playing the role of the nosy neighbor who's always asking for sugar and talking with the host of the My Neighbors Are Dead podcast. But before we get into that, let me remind you we're part of the phenomenally frightening Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your gimp mask hole. So those of you that are familiar with the podcast, you know that uh, we produce not only Nightmare Junkhead, Mm -hmm. but we also do a monthly live podcast called Nerds of Nostalgia.
2: And if you didn't know, now you know.
1: you know, indeed. Uh, but for those that don't know, uh, people probably assume that genius. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts?
2: I don't listen to any podcasts. The only reason I only I, I, I barely listen to us, and the only reason why I li- <laughs> the only reason why I listen to us is one to make sure I didn't say anything too terrible because you know sometimes I forget what I say my my mouth goes quicker than my brain, and to make sure that I like not keep my story straight, but
1: you got to have an alibi. So. Those are rules to live by, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's in the Genius Playbook. Well, I I am a purveyor of podcasts, if you will. And I have a weekly rotation. And it's always nice when I find a new podcast. And not only is it nice to see (coughs) just in terms of execution, because there are a lot of horror podcasts out there. Um, There are not that many kind of horror comedy podcasts, but... As they say in the intro of the podcast, everyone knows the story of Freddie and Jason. Mm-hmm. And what our next podcast does, they take the, the the perspective of a periphery character and they you run wild with the shenanigans. And be, and it's just one of those concepts that's so genius and awesome. So I'm glad it exists. I and like I'm, shenanigans. And Oh, you'll love this one then. So uh, <laughs> you guys can hear our next guest as the host of the My Neighbors Are Dead podcast. Please welcome for the first time here on Nightmare Junkhead, Adam Peacock.
0: Correct. Genius, thank you for having me.
1: Uh, Thank you for taking the time out, man. We've been trying to get this together for quite some time, so I'm glad we (laughs) finally... (laughs) The stars have
0: aligned. That's right. I'm very excited. This is great. Thank you so much. No
1: problem, man. So uh, before we get into all the the shenanigans, as Genius said, where can our (laughs) listeners find you out on the social media? Uh, Please plug and promote any of your work.
0: Uh, Well, you can get us on Twitter at MyDeadNeighbors.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook at My Neighbors Are Dead, and that's the name of the show. So on your Apple podcast or wherever you get your your podcast shows, that's that's us. Uh, Yeah, My Neighbors Are Dead. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Now, one of the questions we always ask our first time guest is we you know it's a horror podcast. You do a horror podcast. You know, what was your entryway into the world of horror? Uh, You know, was it a movie? Was it a book? What what was it? A moment? You know, what was your what? What happened where you go? You know what? I think I can dig. I I dig horror. Yeah. Well, was there something out there like your uh, your Batman crime alley moment? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh well it, it was actually my grandfather uh so my grandfather was a a supervisor at, at ford's in uh, in detroit and he would come home with these vhs tapes with a piece of scotch tape over the side with like three <laughs> movies on it yes so when i would spend the night he would get these movies from a guy he worked with and when i would spend the night i would kind of sneak out at night and watch him in the living room and it you know there was some like Lethal Weapon 2 I think was one of them But afterwards the, the last two Were more often than not Some sort of horror movie whether you know, Like Child's Play or Leprechaun or whatever And that's how I found them I just thought they were it was really fun and they were cool And it was kind of, I mean as a kid You're doing something you're not supposed to be doing mm-hmm. So that made it more fun But that's how I found them uh, The people at the Ford Motor Company Who worked <laughs> with my <laughs> grandfather got me into horror movies
2: now, So now thanks to horror movies You're built Ford Tough
0: that's right, that's right, and I will, that's right, I'll only drive Ford. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
1: funny how the, that there's that really weird generational pass down, you know, I know a lot of people initially get into horror through like a cousin or a sibling, I think this is the first time I've heard of a grandfather oh god god forbid you get have you ever seen uh, oh i was thinking
2: when you said it was your grandfather i was hoping it wasn't like silent night deadly night like oh you know today is billy it's christmas eve if you see santa run and you're like holy
0: shit yeah <laughs> it would be way more interesting if like my grandpa had like killed a bunch of people but he hadn't it just i stole a vhs tape from his guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what
1: I watched. no we've talked about those magical vhs you know what is? Yeah. it's Do day you gotta take
2: them back so you you don't get a late fee. <laughs> if you see the blockbuster calling you, hang up. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked
1: about no the uh, the magic mi- those mixtapes back in the uh-huh. day. Genius, you had one. Oh, what did yeah. it consist of?
2: It had no holds barred critters two and UHF. It was come the, on, it really? was the best fucking tape ever, ever, and all thanks to Showtime free weekend. So. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh my god what was it it was no holds barred critters 2 and UHF. uhf yep holy yep. shit
1: and if you need kind of a distillation of who genius McKenna is as a person
0: <laughs> no holds barred
2: critters 2 and uhf pretty much from dookie there's to not a w-
0: there's not a doubt in my head that we would have hung out
1: we <laughs> well i was gonna say i even had one that, that consisted of it was revenge of the ninja the young comedian special with Rodney Dangerfield. And it was initially it was and it was the one that had Sam Kinnison doing one of his first appearances. And it also had I think it was either on on Golden Pawn or Revenge of the Nerds.
2: Oh my You can't God. get two polar opposites than
1: on Golden Pawn
2: and fucking Revenge of the Nerds.
1: I half wanted Sam Kinnison to ask me if I wanted to suck face, you know.
0: You wanna suck face? But no That's we, a great collection. You like a backdrop test to kids, like to see like where they land. Like young comedians in on golden pond. <laughs> Holy I, shit. I've, I've I've I
1: talked about it before. I was very fortunate uh, I was uh, my folks had HBO and I always <laughs> talked about that cable was cultural currency back in the day. Where if you had it, you had a, some leverage, you know, with mm-hmm. some of the people out there. So thank God for that. Um, <laughs> but then, how did? Because obviously, we we've, we've talked about it before on the podcast that you know comedy and horror serve a lot of the same purpose. So how did you initially get into comedy?
0: When I was, when I so growing up in Allen Park, I, I'm like ten fifteen minutes outside of the the city of Detroit, and there was a Second City Theater that was downtown and it had been there for, I I think like close to 10 years when I first found out about it. And I, it was something that I'd always wanted to do comedy. Uh, I know it's kind of a broad thing, but I wanted to do comedy and I found out that you could take, uh, improv classes at the second city. So, uh, shortly after I graduated high school, my mom drove me downtown and we, and I signed up to take classes and I sort of fell in love with, Doing the doing that type of comedy, doing that type of work, improv and sketch, and that's where I met Nate and a bunch of our other friends that you know were people that you that you love because you love comedy and, and all that other nerd stuff together. So that's <laughs> how I got into it. I was lucky enough that that theater was still there when I was interested in taking classes. So that's how I got into that.
1: How long initially have you been then? I mean, I, dare I say, a practicing comedian? But I mean, how long? Oh. <laughs> how long have you been have been in the trenches with that?
0: god probably getting paid like 10 years maybe oh, oh
1: man because i know genius you briefly for a while mm-hmm. also ventured into the world
2: of yep, stand-up yeah i did it back in the day and i just not very much i mean I did it for a couple of years but it was it was a lot of fun but it was it's a, hard man. It that, was a, that's tough it was feast or famine i mean it really yep. was it was like either you got paid to do a, a good show and you had to have like a good half hour ready to go or like you didn't have
0: work for two, three weeks,
2: you know? So it was, right. rough. it was rough. It was rough.
0: I really admire those guys. Our buddy Choxie, who's in New York now, but he's a, he's a stand-up. And you know, I, I feel like doing sketch and improv in Chicago, you do one show a night and you're like, fuck yeah, I did it, man. Like I'm off for the next week. <laughs> and our buddy Choxie, you know, he do in Chicago, like I'm three, four, maybe five open mics sometimes a night.
1: Damn. yeah. And
0: just to watch that, to watch him hustle. It's just really impressive and it's hard. I've tried it and I suck at it. It's, it's really hard. It's
1: it's well, it's, it's such a, it's a difficult just discipline in and of itself, which requires so much suffering and horror that I can see why <laughs> yeah. they make such a perfect kind of a, a marriage there. Well, that being said, just even <clears throat> looking at your, your episodes, your guest list, um, how did the podcast itself, you talked about, you know, you basically started, you know, recording the conversations you started, but you know, mm-hmm. where was that initial Genesis?
0: Nate and I had been looking to do something together for a while. We had done a, like projects at second city, but sort of to look to do something outside of that. And I had this idea just that I wanted to know what a lady three doors down from the Myers house was up to <laughs> um, when all that went down. And I didn't really know what to do with that or how to, how to make that into a show or if that could be a show. And I, I, I was talking to Nate about it and I, I pitched him that idea and then he, Nate throughout the name, and we just kind of put it together and, and started building it from there. We wanted to do something outside of the theater that was just for us. Like I said, so that's that's kind of how it started.
1: And I, I love the specificity you get with a lot of this. And being just a horror comedy nerd myself, you and what I really love actually is the fact that you go outside of horror. To one of your recent episodes, you did was uh, recently was Predator Two. Yeah. uh with yeah. Christian which I loved if anything for the description of Gary Busey. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, even if you're not a fan of the horror genre, you go there's Terminator 2 in there. There's all sorts of different genre films. Have you had a kind of a better response or reaction to anything non non horror genre?
0: I feel like snippets from shows we have. We did Predator <laughs> 1 with our friend Tim Baltz and I don't know if you guys have heard that or if you're if anybody if your listeners have heard that but Tim started teasing me throughout the show about how much yogurt I was eating <laughs> and that in in the studio there were all these empty yogurt containers all over the place so he was kind of bringing that up and teasing me throughout the whole thing and I think Nate got some Got some traction from the people at Chobani on Twitter because we kept bringing them up and we kept tweeting at them.
2: Man, <laughs> is so, the sponsor?
0: <laughs> yeah, that we were we were laughing like if Chobani came on and sponsored us, we shit our <laughs> hey, pants. It was... be...
2: <laughs> no, that's Activia. If it's sponsored, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we'd be regular with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, we do get. It's like there are certain things we've talked about the idea of doing. <laughs> and are you afraid of the dark? Episode, yeah. Uh, you know those like niche things from from growing up that you that are kind of horror related or have some scary elements, but maybe are a little more familiar than, you know. The, yeah. the people under the stairs, for example.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well, it's really funny you talk about people under the stairs. I, both of us, well, genius especially lives his life as if he was in a horror flick. Because uh, that's <laughs> the only way to survive, man. Right? I mean, genius, do you uh, walk over grates? Well,
2: fuck no, fuck, fuck no. I don't go over grates or Sewell horror cover a sue hole covers because everybody knows that there's chuds and there's yeah. clowns and there's tentacle monsters that will pull you into it and you will be devoured by rats. I don't go swimming because there's fucking one I can't. And two <laughs> <laughs> and two there's like underwater monsters and shit that live in there that you don't know. They can go up your pee hole. No, that's not good. And then fuck
1: camping because that's where all the animals that eat you live knew. No. No. Well, I, I I ask because Adam, how how long has it been since you've been here uh, in Kansas City?
0: Uh, in Kansas City, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's not terribly long. Okay. Okay. Well, not it's terrible.
1: What's interesting <laughs> is uh, the neighborhood I live in. It's it's a very old neighborhood, established a long time ago. In fact, my house my house was like built in 1888. To kind of give you an idea, an example. Oh, wow, yeah, it's and it's it's a rad neighborhood on Gen- an
2: Indian burial ground.
1: <laughs> they no, they, they moved the bodies this time. It was uh, <laughs> didn't get to yell at James Cameron, uh, but you know, like with all old neighborhoods, there are certain houses that they just have. I you know, dare you say a reputation? Uh, do you, are, are you kind of familiar with that concept? Just uh, even Absolutely. out in there in Detroit, God, I, I say in Detroit. I I go back to Kentucky Fried Movie. You know. <laughs> Send him oh, to God. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> no. yes, but absolutely. obviously, you know, do you have any of those neighborhoods where you just there's that one house that just, you know, there's, there's whispers about it?
0: There is a place growing up called the Reflector House. Ooh. And the, the rumor was it's at the end of this street and the rumor and the story behind the house is that somebody this guy went nuts and killed his family and uh, like chopped him up and did all that horrible stuff. And he was arrested and sent to prison. And his brother and his nephew moved into the house. Well, people kept driving by the house to see it. So, in order to detour people from doing this, they put up a bunch of bike reflectors. So, when you drove down the house at night, it would shine and it would blind you. And so, the, the it was a thing to do of like you know we got to get the courage up to go to the reflector house. And oh. my my buddy Brian uh, in his jeep time went, and I wasn't on this particular trip, but somebody, one of the neighbors on the street, because it was like a long street off a major road, so that was the only, it was a dead-end street.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, somebody in the neighborhood threw a log with a bunch of nails in it and just completely fucked up the back of his car, destroyed oh, his tires. No, um, So that was kind of, like, our thing was the big, the reflector house. Ooh, the um, wrath
1: of the reflector
0: dude, house. you that be
2: fucked right. up. Like, if you're like, you're going to a haunted house and you, like, get a, yeah. a nail with log and then that's like fucking yeah. hills have eyes shit, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Fuck all that noise. Baba Juno, come on in. We got ourselves in one today.
0: You know? No. Well, I think. I mean, the- in reality, I'm sure the neighbors were just fucking sick of people coming down yeah, to their phone. Yeah. But not in my mind. That's, they're all in on it together.
2: <laughs> right? It, it's a whole neighborhood thing. They're all cannibals.
1: I'm it's telling you. For the greater yeah. good. Well, I think yeah. maybe <laughs> there's the spirit of the reflector house because there's this one house in my neighborhood, genius. We've been by there. But it's really interesting because like it's the house where I'm where I'm walking my dog, I literally cross to the other side of the street, go by it and then cross back to the other side. It's like that creepy. And it's only about 4 streets over, genius. We've I've drove I've driven you by there. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh-huh. And it's so bizarre because like it's a super dilapidated house. You know, and it looks like one of those that's on its last leg. So Interestingly enough that um, I've been in this neighborhood about 10 years now and they have, they actually have a neighborhood like advisory board Uh and it's real, you know, what very hotty toddy. I say the grass needs to be one quarter (laughs) inch high. And so what happened was, is about like five years into me living here, the old guard of the neighborhood board was almost like dismantled and this Mm -hmm. whole youthful group came in Mm -hmm. and dare I say, they were like, they're, they're going to change the world. They had that kind of attitude. Uh One neighborhood at a time. Indeed. And what they did was they somehow got, they suckered me into, they wanted to go like door to door with every house in the neighborhood and greet everyone. Like sex offenders? I think it was more of a welcome to the neighborhood oh. rather than avoid I don't know, this. I
0: Greg, sounds like you got duped by a bunch of sex offenders Shut going around the neighborhood. Do, to do
2: your dirty work. It's like a reverse UNICEF. It's like,
0: yeah. I don't know, get this guy to do it. I don't want anybody to know I'm here.
2: I read the neighborhood watch. Here's a flyer There's actually have to shine a black light. It says we're all diddlers. You know, it's like
1: became the neighborhood fight song. <laughs> You hit oh man, you're a patsy. It was
2: well, it was patsy r- from
1: perverts. It was rough because that's when we kind of well, and they, they were forcing this whole new agenda on everyone, right? And they were, and I knew eventually they were going to get to this house. And they're even before that, they were just like, "What do you know of this house?" Yeah. Oh, and did you make up something crazy? I kind of wanted to go the burbs because uh-huh. again, I live my life by my movies, sardine, and I figured, yeah, in a worst case scenario, I did, we put together a little care package. We go up to the house uh-huh. and that was my, in my head, I was like, okay, in a worst case scenario, I eat some <laughs> sardines, no worries. So we get in there the clopex. and I was expecting the clopex, <laughs> but no, you know what we got? Huh. And again, it just goes, yeah, just a very just standard looking white couple with a little girl. Nothing. Were they evil? No, I couldn't tell. They, I will say this though. So Adam, I, I am, um, I don't want to say heavily tattooed, but I've got a few tattoos on me. And it was in the middle of the summer when I went there, so I was in shorts, but a long sleeve shirt that I had rolled up just a little bit. To tantalize. Well, you know, (laughs) but only if you were looking could you see it. But I'm telling you, the lady of the house, and again, I never got their names. I'm just going to have to say, like, mom or something like that. Uh But she didn't say a word to me, but I caught her looking down at my arms and when I caught her licking my arm, she gave me and just just zeroed in on me. And it was frightening. And I, she was judging me just like, really oh it was harsh wow. and the, oh yeah no i and i and i you know well, I, I try to represent myself in a very nice way so i was trying to be very erudite and mm-hmm. speaking eloquently and Dude, you can't be a street tough with a fucking gift basket welcome to the neighborhood
0: nerd
2: <laughs>
1: you know well, I mean, and, the, and the worst part about it was i didn't want to be in there because it's an old house and mm-hmm. i they must have had like some sort of infestation because in the walls all i heard was Ugh. a scratching and immediately, like, I want to get, I want to get up and out of there. And so we were able to get out pretty quickly, but the, the worst part about everything was, is the guy comes up to me and he goes, um, he's like, Hey, by the way, I'd like to thank you for crossing the street every time you walk your dog. And, and I was like, Oh, and I was, I was like, I, I, I realized I was caught cause I was like, Oh, I, I Oh, no problem. And he's like, cause uh, if you look back there and he points and down the hall, I don't know how I hadn't seen it. But I see then all of a sudden this hulking Rottweiler at the very end of the hallway. And he's like, I appreciate you because it would be a shame if you were to ever tempt my puppy back there. Oh. And then we left.
0: What? That, that's worse because they were watching you. thats yeah. I never yeah. thought
1: about that, right?
0: Uh, yeah, they're creepy.
1: And you know what's even worse is apparently they have always paid their whole neighborhood association dues with coins. Like these gold coins. And apparently the old guard thought it was charming. Uh-huh. But if you look at them, they're like, they got these like really weird, like racist doubloons. <laughs> <They're> racist doubloons. Like, <laughs> <to> <laughs> like it's bizarre. So I don't know what's going on with this house, man. I'm not sure. But it's smack yeah. dab in my neighborhood. It's so bizarre. Uh-huh. Now, what's it gets even weirder. And genius, we were here when this happened. Uh-huh. So we have, we're we're fortunate enough here in the area. We've got some friends that are burlesque performers. And we and, uh, lucky G- I know exactly right. <laughs> and I'm a hardcore introvert so it's very rare I that I get out but this one time we all decided to go out because it was like a few uh, neighborhoods a few towns over I should say mm. they said there was this crazy like S&M Kinky shop we should go to. Yeah, and of course, genius you. Oh, I was ready. To... That yeah, sounds
2: good yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you...
1: He had like stirrups on underneath his regular clothing. He was ready to go, but we get there and we're having just a weird time pointing everything out. And the the shop itself was set up in two different ways. You had like all the weird um, sex acruchaman, if you will, on uh-huh. the side. Uh, Dongarama. Uh, yes, that really awkward stuff. But then on the other side of the shop, they had this crazy like s m bondage little setup, which I was even more petrified to go into because, you know, I remember, uh, the police academy movies, right? Yeah. The, the boy, yeah. <laughs> or Marshall Bell, <laughs> <laughs> but sure as shit. Do you remember? Cause I was, we, we were, there were, you basically, you couldn't really get into each of the side. They were very distinct, but you remember I started freaking out because What we saw was we saw this guy come out and he was basically trying on all these leather outfits and we kind of joked from afar. But then you remember I kind of had that like PTSD thousand yard stare moment Mm -hmm. where I just went silent. Yeah. It was him. It was the man from the house. He was trying he was, and they were doing this like really weird dumb and dumber kind of thing where he would come out and twirl for her, remember? And then she would just kind of like give him that, mm, no. You could definitely tell she was disappointed, but he was pretty women playing in the background.
0: Indeed, it should have so, been. So you, you're telling me that these two people in this dilapidated house are trying, they're there together doing this. Uh, well, I, uh, I never want to pass judgment.
1: And we always assume the people that are the freakiest are the folks like Genius McGee. Yeah, but, sure. Ultimately, I think it's always those kinky, crazy conservatives. There's just something about—I don't know—white people be freaky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he was going. You're not wrong. They're, they're you know know what I mean, <laughs> well, we are, i don't know why I'm saying there. I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you could tell he was dillying between like, you know, a, a mask with a zipper, a mask without. It was just so bizarre to see. So I don't know what kind of, you know, sexual shenanigans are going on in that house. But there's something going on in there.
0: What do you do with something like that? So now that you have like the capability, I guess, of coming to a town meeting, do you bring that up? Or I mean, I guess, has anything really happened? I don't know. I guess nothing's really happened, right? Again, so what it's, you do it's, it's all... the Homeowners Association. Like, yeah, like, hey,
2: I, th- there's some weird shit going on next door. I don't know what's yeah. going on. People I
1: will be welcome to the neighborhood. He's wearing, like, gimp masks and shit. The fuck? As long as he doesn't come in going, hm! with the zipper right. i think we're okay no i would actually i think ultimately adam you pose a good question because it's almost like an s an episode of svu you know <laughs> right. He's, right. Done, he's done nothing wrong but we've got suspicions
0: but you know there's some nefarious shit going out of that i house.
1: can only assume there is but honestly maybe he and his old lady just like to get freaky and you know like i said how who are we to pass judgment on that
0: right I that's true. I that's not it's not a world we should live in, but it's also like how do you not? I mean, they're watching you, uh, Greg, they told you, from the street, you know, this like is, thanks for like that's terrifying.
1: This is true, but ultimately, you know, I saw the size of that Rottweiler, so and I'll be honest, Lola, she's on her last leg, here. you know, she's an old puppy. I don't think I could defend her, so if I brought this up, I mean, genius, what would you do if I if, if I brought this up at like an advisory board, mm-hmm. wouldn't I look like the creep? Well, it all depends. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, you know, what i would do i don't know if i'd bring it up at the advisory
1: board i would out creep the creep okay now you are i'm not going to say you're the ultimate expert on this genius but what would you do to out creep a creep okay so i would kind of do like
2: what you did but like with a kind of a gift basket but if we already know the dude's freaky right or we could be like I'm in the neighborhood, I gotta go door to door, but I would do it in like a gimp mask but I would make sure I would out-creep his gimp mask. For example, like, do you remember in the 7, in the the Old Prince video 7, where he had like the leather hat and like a head full of chains and you couldn't see his face? He looked like something out of Game of Thrones, yes. Right, so I would have that on, but like with, underneath was a gimp mask with embroidered like dildos on it just like 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 a cowboy like you know how the cowboys have that accoutrement over their <laughs> over their chest you know what i'm saying on their shirt but like that kind of like like a three amigos mariachi thing like a luchador gimp mask but like made with with dicks right and i'd have pizza well why not yeah and i'd go to door and be like Hey, you new to the neighborhood? I'm talking about Lamore, right? And just see what would happen. If he sick the dog on me, then we know like, okay, cool. He's maybe he's okay. But if he's like, well, come on in, you know. And as long as there's not like crazy shit, like <laughs> all of a sudden you hear like it's a bear, it's a bear everywhere. Because like if I if I was in the neighborhood and I would hear
1: shit like that, no. See, well, that's why I, I even posed to you, Adam. What do you do? It's, they're just merely whisperings. I yeah. Don't, I can't find them. Do we dare? Like, should we? Like, I'll, I'll pose this to all three of you. Mm-hmm. If I had, Adam, if you were here in the room as well, <laughs> could we gear up and maybe go a little exploring? What would happen if we got into that house? <laughs> you know, what would we be looking for?
0: Well, see, here's here's a problem. Because I think anytime any one of us is, is posed with the question or the thought of, how the hell do I get in that person's house? I think we're already a <laughs> because clearly if we're not you know if we're not invited or we don't know we're at we're at we're at a disadvantage like i said so i mean nor i was going to say like if you know we want to get to know these people better maybe have like a block party or something see what they bring see if they come to it at all but i like this let's get into the house what do we look for right i think and uh genius i think you hit it the nail on the head dick embroidered anything yeah yeah yeah. If you find anything with just dicks all over it, that's it's got a. I don't want to say a red light. <laughs>
1: no, that's that all. All lights point to green with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's almost like dick embroidery, dick bedazzling. Would that yeah. qualify as well? I'm curious. Sex well, you know, swing. So, oh, see. Well, the, again, I don't want to pass judgment because we might step into their
2: torture dungeon. You know, they're like little like.
1: Well, even then, do we do we actually record this? That's the question. we got to have proof. That's true. But would yeah. it hold up in a court of law? Because, again, I'm thinking SVU on this. Well, we are
0: breaking an inner. This is true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you ought to document the fact of you committed a felony. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. We could, No, because if we're wearing the luchador gimp masks, <laughs> then they would not know they're us. And we could be
1: like that an, is true. an anonymous... No, because you, know. you know what's going to happen is you're going to say something funny. I'm going to snort. <laughs> they're going to know exactly. Fucking we know it's them. And then you'll you say zobble bip Right. And sadly.
0: <laughs> no, this is good, though. I do like this of, like, you know, we we dress up because then we could be like the New York Guardian Angels for sickos and perverts.
1: Oh, there we go. The uh, militant wave of the, the neighborhood I, advisory wait, board. Wait, so
0: we got the luchadors and
2: the Red Berets? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, yeah, let's do it
1: you know what and now at this point now I could probably oh, I'm going to look like such a street tough now, now you, Adam one thing you have to understand is I was raised on 80s TV and I was always afraid of the downtown areas because of movies like that were shot in the 42nd street districts <laughs> and I was always afraid of street toughs and I swear oh, if yeah. I maybe rocked my denim vest with just like without a shirt or sleeves yeah. with the luchador and the vest boom mm-hmm. an there is our uniform figure. right yeah.
2: yeah, and that can be the quote unquote muscle because I'm more like the chussel. <laughs> I'm just like the big stocky dude like... Yeah, you want Russell, you know, or something? <laughs> well,
1: even more so, I'd like to say if we could even go with like a cultural or ethnic stereotype instead of a uh, bandolero and bullets, it'd be bandoleros and just a bunch of like double dongs. They,
2: they're just like little lungs, like just because like... you're gonna be
1: prepared for any instance mm-hmm. when we're uh, breaking and entering. And wapoo. Yeah, like I think a...
0: we should. I think we should try this out on homes that aren't this home first, just <laughs> to get our feet wet.
2: Just by starting with, we have to have the block party first. So <laughs> you, just... Well, sure, but. Yeah, the the, the diversion, the diversion. But see, here's the thing: it's got to be an epic block party. So we're gonna have to cater to kind of like to make sure that Um, they come. We gotta, yeah. Like we're having
0: a moonwalk,
1: ooh, Ooh. or bouncy house, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, we could even do a burlesque bouncy house if we want to make sure we're appeasing to the sleazy side, but keeping it classy as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Or if you're gonna have a moonwalk, let's let's say to get these guys there, you get a giant fishbowl, and you're gonna have a key party at the moonwalk. (laughs)
2: I'm talking about Lamar, so, but
0: like, so, yeah, we're all gonna get in this moonwalk and just go to town on each other for a little while.
2: So, are the re- are your rest of your neighbors cool, dude? Because like, well, it's it's going it's definitely <laughs> gonna be, be, be a litmus test, yeah.
1: Are you cool, block but then, party? But
2: the question is, if we're breaking in, do we really want to miss the orgy? I mean, like, you know, because we're over here trying to expose these perverts. Meanwhile, there's a kick-ass neighborhood block orgy going on, and we're the this, only ones not fucking doing anything because we're trying this, to find some dirty shit on them. Well This they're is a... the fucking Sophie's choice. Yeah, it is. Do we, find, do we find the dirty thing, or do we join the main, main, big one? I guess it all depends on, like, what kind of neighbors you got? Because if you live in like Shady oh. Acres or like where the majority of the neighborhood is like 110 right. years old, then I'm gonna have to say hard pass. I'm gonna go ahead and find the freaky shit. But if everybody's <laughs> like, if you live next to like fucking a college like sorority or some crazy shit like that, then yeah, I'm gonna stick around for the block party because that yeah. sounds dope. You know, <laughs> if you're living, in, yeah, if you're living right around
0: the campus of Arizona State, you're gonna want to go to that awesome orgy
2: block party. Thing.
0: Exactly. But if I'm
2: telling you, man. If if it looks like fucking on Golden Pond, then I don't yeah. know
1: <laughs> I mean, Candy is Dandy, but not Jessica Tandy. I mean like <laughs> well, And honestly true story as well, my neighbor who's a he's Vietnamese, uh, his name is Bang. Definitely. And so my phone my phone when he calls up it says Bang neighbor and so already that's the flyer that's the flyer not,
2: right there that's bang, the name yeah. of the event bang neighbor 2018 when is it when the fuck ever <laughs> but we have yeah. to make sure if we're gonna order our luchador dick masks we have to make sure that we have enough time for shipping and handling so oh jesus
0: christ and you're gonna want to get a p.o box for that too because you don't want that shit coming to your house <laughs> no <laughs>
2: yeah. like the adam and eve and a brown paper right <laughs> that's right that, Adam and Eve should carry that. The, we, just like how that your episode was sponsored by like uh Chibani or <laughs> Adam and Eve sponsored of this one for all your dick luchador needs. <laughs>
1: Isn't it's, it's, like when, yeah. it's
0: like when Kevin Smith's podcast Was sponsored by the Fleshlight yes.
1: <laughs> I remember that so well That was so funny I was about to say genius You realize no that was a legit thing really? For quite
2: a long time They were really like sponsored by Fleshlight Can we do that Because I talk for someone who's ever Like I talk about <laughs> ones a lot It's like, it's like Christmas <laughs> Like you know dropping hints <laughs> Yeah
1: I'm trying to think how, you know, and we go on tangents quite a bit on the podcast, but I don't think we've gone from Wes Craven to, to luchador dick masks to bounce houses to, yeah, it's unreal. That is unreal. If
0: this doesn't work, I'll eat my hat. This is... <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm telling you the power of Bang neighbor 2018, man. Just the Oh the Lord the fires, have mercy. Right?
1: That in and of itself, uh, this this scenario we've provided, I don't know if it would make a good motion picture. But Roach can't come because he doesn't have a tongue, and if you don't have a tongue, you're no good at an orgy. So give him some Roach milk. Can't, no. Roach. Give him some milk, he would have been fine. Okay. <laughs> That's all he needed. A little milk tongue he would have been fine and Amber. alice can't come because she's a, a kid
2: she's yeah, <laughs> right so anyway so basically we had to have a block party we'd have to have two block parties one for the kids to go away <laughs>
1: and then one for the adults <laughs> two different two separate bounce houses though because... yes
2: definitely because more bounce to the ounce on one of those houses <laughs> and if those get mixed up you got to find a new place to live yes you do <laughs> and you will probably you gotta, you gotta introduce yourself whole you know? process over again hey how's it going I'm talking about Lamore
1: that is a very nice way to bring it all the way around there genius uh- <laughs> Oh, so hopefully we haven't run everyone off Holy there on that. Holy shit, I got a headache. Hand <laughs> <laughs> over the, but I think that kind of gives you an idea uh, of just some of the shenanigans you can get from your podcast. Now, now, obviously, you have a huge selection of people you've had on the podcast. I mean, everyone from you know Paul F. Tompkins to one of my favorite one was with Candyman with uh, Dwayne Perkins. Um, uh, I, but yeah, no, I definitely want to you know make sure our listeners can get you out out there. So again, where can they find you out on the interwebs there, Adam?
0: Uh, we're at Twitter at MyDeadNeighbors, and then on Instagram and Facebook at My Neighbors
1: Are dead. Now, this particular episode won't be, probably be releasing until around April 13th. Do you have any live shows or anything that's going on that you would like to promote?
0: Uh, if we're... Going up April 13th. Uh no, we won't have anything. Okay. We have something coming up in March, but um yeah, it'll be it'll be before this. That's okay. So. Like, well,
1: if you put it out on Twitter, we will definitely be retweeting it and putting it out there. And it's very rare, I will say, that we actually have stuff planned where this isn't being released until April. So my yeah. apologies <laughs> on that.
0: Oh my gosh, no, not at all. Thank you. Yeah, this is even great. Just yeah, thank you.
1: No, thank you, guys. So yeah, you can check it. Definitely make sure you're checking out Adam and all the crazy peripheral characters in your favorite horror flicks uh with the My Neighbors Are Dead podcast. So uh, until that time, uh, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams.